Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and today's episode is one that every single one of us needs because no matter what you're doing in life, whether you are a entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, whether you're just starting out, whether you make seven figures, eight figures, 10 figures, I don't care how many figures you you make, you need to understand personal finance. You need to understand how to manage your money, how to have a healthy relationship with that money, whether you have the money just yet or not just yet. And all of these things, of course, tie in with your career, with your business. So that's why today's guest is perfectly situated between those to talk to us about all of those things. So let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Shauna Martin. Shauna has been a global technology leader for over 20 years. Her extensive experience in guiding and growing successful teams and their leaders is where her passion for coaching and mentoring began. And now her company, Seedling Coach, I love the name. I love her branding. Seedling Coach is where that same passion continues to expand as a career and money coach. Shauna has developed a sustainable, nourishing, and yet fierce method of taking her clients' careers and personal goals to the next level. For most people, our financial income is directly impacted by our career path, so it makes sense to talk about the alignment of those goals together. For all who have felt like they're not quite where they want to be in their career, I know this is so many of you listeners, or they aren't sure what your next financial step is, Shauna helps you feel ready to move in a more more fulfilling and aligned direction. That's why I'm particularly excited about today's conversation. I'm not gonna say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview with Shauna Martin. Shauna, I'm sure you agree with me. Everyone needs to hear what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Welcome to the show. Great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Heck yeah. So obviously I tease listeners a little bit about your background, but I always love hearing the stories of how you got here. Obviously you went from a successful career in corporate to now doing what you're doing on the coaching side. Give us that backstory. What was that transition like and how did you arrive at that? Yeah, absolutely. I have to say um, the passion for coaching, mentoring, teaching has always been part of my story, um, probably since college when I took an educational philosophy class and thought, huh, I love the idea of, of personal finance, financial literacy, life skills. And it's always been niggling in the back of my head. And through my corporate career, my passion really was around those connections, coaching, building confidence in others. And as I, you know, started looking at what is my, you know, next journey in life, um, the idea of seedling coach and uh, being a career and money coach just came to life. Um, I love the name because, and I picked the name because I love the visualization of a seed being planted and growing, regardless of the challenging circumstances that people may be dealing with. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. As soon as we came across your business, that was the first thing that stood out to me. So I absolutely love your branding and I, I love, of course, the visuals that it represents. But Shauna, you just said some words that I feel like everyone in the United States, we all say that these are things we should be learning about. I know when everyone points to high school and college, they're like, how are kids graduating these days with zero sense of financial literacy? And of course, if we don't get that financial literacy through our educational means, we continue on as adults without that same financial literacy. What is financial literacy? Where do we even start having that conversation? Yeah, absolutely. It would be um, ideal if that conversation was started in, in high school and early college, reinforced and given services as an adult. You know, some, some people are, um, have the benefit of learning it from their parents and some, you know, just are expected to somehow know it. And to me, it really is, you know, 
fairly straightforward of understanding a budget, understanding what taxes are, understanding what a savings plan looks like, and then from there where to invest. And I think, you know, the the most rewarding and beneficial part for me is when I get to work with young adults or those early um, out of college, because I know and I can see that making those financial decisions early are only going to you know grow upon themselves as they go through their life. Yeah, and I like how you said that if we're not going to learn it from school, we should be learning it from our parents. And I'd argue that whether we are learning it from our parents or or unconsciously learning it from our parents, we of course pick up traits and mindsets and so much that comes around with it. What are some of those mindsets that you see? Because I mean, I'm sure you've seen it all from the scarcity mindset (laughs) to the vast abundant mindset. What are some of those things that you've seen people pick up, whether consciously or unconsciously surrounding money? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the biggest thing that I've seen is honestly, um, you know, a fear of talking about money. Uh, Some people are just, you know, we're taught that we shouldn't share our salary or we shouldn't, you know, we we need to keep up with the Joneses and not everybody knows what that means. What is good debt? What is bad debt? How do we handle, um, you know, our credit score? How do we look at tax, you know, tax um, advantaged uh, investment accounts? What is the right amount to save and how do we balance that with our goals for a house or for kids college? And so there's so much to learn. And I think the biggest thing is everyone's circumstances is unique. I have people from early career who are starting to make, you know, a good amount of money, but don't know where to save it and, you know, have great head on their shoulders um, to those who, you know, are coming out of a rough divorce and just really aren't sure where to begin. They weren't the financial manager in their house and just need some support to get themselves going and build that confidence in their financial plan. Yeah, Shauna, I'll be honest with you. So I was an economics finance major in college, which obviously has nothing to do with the finance that we're talking about today. It has nothing to do with personal finance. But with my economist hat on, there's always been a phrase that I've loved in economics, which is marginal propensity to save, which is essentially a statistic that says, if you handed the average person, let's say $100,000, what percentage of it would they save? And Shauna, obviously we all have heard about lifestyle creep where the more that someone makes, the more that they spend and then they don't actually get ahead. Talk to us about this this crazy, I feel like it's such a delicate balance of living the lifestyle that we wanna live, saving for future goals. We're obviously a society of instant gratification. How do you even start in balancing all of that? Absolutely. It really starts with understanding just basic budget of income versus expenses. And the way that I like to look at it is, you know, balancing and understanding where the money's going and what their goals are for their money, right? So it's not just, you know, some couples, you know, maybe they like to go out to eat and that's the way that they connect. Some might have a lot of kid activities. And so that's a priority. Not uh, every individual's budget is going to be different based on their priorities, their passions. But then it comes to the saving and investing part. So once you really understand, you know, your budget, then we can start to look at how do you want to save? You know, what debt needs to be paid down? That, you know, it's a very common scenario to have debt either from student loans or from credit cards. And then the goal is to really get everyone to a place where they know that they can save for the things coming up, including an emergency fund, which is critical, and then where to invest. And, you know, I'm not uh, here to be your investment expert. I'm here to get you to the place where you have the cash so that you can make those decisions and invest from there. 
Yeah, Sean, it's really striking even this early on in our conversation today, how many times you say goals. Obviously, that is at the forefront of the way that you operate when it comes to money. And I would imagine, same, we're going to transcend, I'm sure, our conversation into also the career stuff that you focus on. How do we even start identifying those goals? Yeah, absolutely. My passion really is for the individual. So um, as I said, not everybody's situation, career, money, um, life, all of their goals are really unique. So when I work with my clients, I really try to understand, you know, a little bit of their history, um, what, you know, what their passions are, what their goals are, and work to help them achieve those individuals. Nothing is scripted. Um, it is all very much tailored to the individual person situation. And that really is my passion, that one-on-one coaching and making it um, unique to the individual and tailored to their uh, situation. Yeah, I'd love to hear some because I mean, I love the fact that actually I'm going to I'll publicly expose some things for listeners here so that they know my situation. So for me, when you talk about, for example, having an emergency fund, I always thought to myself, I was like, well, yeah, I've got savings. But it wasn't until my late 20s where I started for me, profit first was like one of the financial frameworks that changed the way that I manage my business finances, which, of course, filtered into the way that I manage my life finances. And I love that approach because it literally is different accounts. This account is for operating expenses. This account is for the people that I pay that are on my payroll. I've got all these different accounts. So it is that intentional form of saving. It is that intentional distribution of the money that's coming in, Shauna. What's your approach in that regard? Because it's something that listeners have heard me talk about and some guests talk about in the past, but any other frameworks that you're a big fan of, or if this framework is one that you like to preach about, I'd love to hear this. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll tell you a funny story. I you know, I kind of was somewhat self-taught, but also had, you know, unconscious lessons from parents growing up about money. Um, It was always, for some reason, very important to me to save and just know that I had that financial security. But when I met my husband, I had a very structured approach to all of my accounts. I had my um, discretionary spending, my bill spending, my savings. Um, and then obviously, you know, going into my career, I started having a 401k. And when I met my husband, everything was in one account and there was no way to tell. It was just here it all is and, you know, wasn't overspending, but there was no way to know, like, was there enough for the next month? Is there some that could be invested? And it was just eye opening to me at that point of everybody's going to have different approaches. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's in one account, two accounts, 10 accounts, it matters to understand where is that money going? How are you able to grow, you know, the extra money and savings and investment? And are you able to meet the goals with where you are? Yeah, Shauna, I want to introduce because I think it's fun to talk to you as a financial coach as well, because you're also an entrepreneur. You are one of us. And obviously, all of our listeners, whether they're entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, a lot of our listeners are still in their nine to five jobs. But part of what I always think is fascinating when we have the personal finance debate is that concept of making more versus saving more. And obviously, we want to do both. In an ideal world, (laughs) we'd make a lot more and we'd save a lot more. But it's not always the case. And we hear some financial experts, for example, gosh who's the big one Dave Dave Ramsey for example where he's the anti seven dollar Starbucks and so it's become (laughs) a bit of a meme within the millennial community where we'll say like yeah I afforded my three million dollar house because I stopped buying coffees and (laughs) there's only so much money you can save by canceling a two dollar a month subscription for example so when it comes to the saving versus making that's what I love Mm -hmm. about your work is you work on both sides of the coin career coaching as well as financial coaching 
how do you balance those? How do the two play together? Because ideally they do play together. Ideally they do. And I will tell you, you know, given my uh, corporate career, career coaching was, you know, one of my initial uh, plans in building the business, but I just kept coming back to personal finance to, you know, that long ago seed that I had planted of, I'd really love to teach, you know, people how, you know, whether, whether they're, you know, young adults or older adults, how to, you know, make the most of their money. And so those two really came together. And what I've loved in the coaching of the clients that I've had so far is how naturally they come together, whether, um, you know, I have somebody who is looking to, um, you know, grow in their career and those steps and negotiating salary and negotiating benefits and looking at when to change companies have a massive impact on their financials. Um, those who are looking to, you know, move from a nine to five into an entrepreneurial role, not only are they looking for what is the career path to get me there, but what is the financial path to know that I'm ready and to feel confident in that step? Yeah, I feel like that's actually really unique. I didn't anticipate talking to you about this today, but it seems like the most appropriate thing to talk about is exactly that. It's a transition you've gone through, I've gone through personally as well, is there's so much uncertainty and doubt. And that is, it's a scary time. Anytime I talk about entrepreneurship, I'm obviously very biased. I love entrepreneurship, but I also know how scary it is for exactly what we're talking about is we have to balance. For me personally, Shauna, I decided, I was like, I'm going to take a job that maybe I don't necessarily love this is right when I graduated college but it pays really well and that's going to set me up for future success talk to us about some of those considerations as we navigate that along this is fun for me especially an entrepreneurial journey yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's always been, uh, you know, kind of the typical path. You leave college, you look for the highest paying job. Um, you know, you may change companies. I know that's much more common than it than it used to be. I happened to stay at my company for 15 years because there was a great growth path and support and opportunity. Um, but I highly recommend that people, you know, if they're in the corporate world or looking for a nine to five, you know, make sure that they are um, paid what they're worth. And that is critically important, um, especially for a number of my uh, female colleagues and peers of, you know, making sure that that they are negotiating and planning for those career moves to make the most of their career. With that said, you know, making that leap is so empowering, right? It's the control of your, your nine to five career or your entrepreneurial career. And it's so important to, you know, kind of have that plan and to, um, to not just follow the path, to really follow your passions that lead you down your unique path. Yeah, really well said. And it's something that I know is going to resonate because we're crazy people as entrepreneurs because we are passion driven. So I love the fact that you called that out and, and left room for that because ultimately that factors in. Can we become, you know, Dave Ramsey robots that follow the correct correct, whatever that might be, yeah. <laughs> personal finance situation along the path, sure we could, but passion plays so much into the impact that we want to leave on this planet. And part of that, I'm going to be honest with you, Shauna, part of what delayed my entrepreneurial, my my real entrepreneurial impact and start that I wanted was, of course, debt, student loan debt. I graduated with $80,000 in student loan debt. I made a conscious choice, speaking of goals, where I said, I want to pay this off as quickly as I can. And so I was yeah. very fortunate within two years, I totally paid off my student loan debt. But 
But talk to us about some of those considerations that you've seen, whether it's, you know, real estate debt, car loan debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, I'm sure that you've seen. Talk to us about the consideration of debt, because I'm, I'm sure that part of what your work focuses on is that some debt's good, some debt's bad, some debt is enabling, some debt hinders you. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so debt is one of the hardest things that, you know, I think everybody in the in the world and country, uh, U.S. especially deals with. Student loan debt has been, you know, kind of one of those huge growing um, issues and learning and figuring out how to pay it off um, along with house, you know, ensuring that you can budget for a house and purchase a car and, you know, save for a kid's college fund. All of that comes with choices about savings versus debt. Um, for me personally, any debt that is super expensive, uh, such as credit card debt, is really important to tackle first. So obviously there's a number of um, different techniques that you can use for paying off debt and Snowball um, is one of the ones that I use of ensuring that you pay off the you know, highest cost debt first. But again, it starts to come back to income, expenses, importance of knowing your budget. Uh, it also comes back to why I am um, offering, you know, graduation gift cards because I want to work with people early in their life before the debt has had a chance to massively accumulate. Gosh, Shauna, where were you in 2011 when I graduated college? I could have used you so much. I love that. I didn't know that that's one aspect of what you do through Seedling Coach, but I absolutely love that idea, not only for its impact that it makes, but I think that it's essential. That is the exact time and place where we need that. Shauna, obviously your answers keep coming back to budget. So I feel like we've got to focus on the budget because it's something that it amazes me as a little bit of a personal finance geek myself. Not everybody has a budget, Shauna. The older I get, the more it amazes me. What is it with budgeting? Why do so many people not have it? And where do we even start in putting a budget together? Yeah, it's a great question. And it is surprising, um, yet not. Like, do you remember any time in school when we were taught, like, here's a budget, here's what your income versus expenses looks like, here's what you need to plan for for emergency funds. There are some schools now that are starting to teach, um, actually similar to you, financial literacy and economics together, but it's not individualized. It's not the, um, the impact of what does money mean to me as I become an adult or as I'm you know, going through major transitions. Um, with that said, there's a ton of information out there. It's the customization to your unique situation um, that is really my passion. So there's a lot of technology tools out there that are fantastic. I personally love Mint. Um, there's a number of other ones that are out there that you, know, you can pay a small fee um, and help with budgeting. I think they're great. Anything that gets you to start being aware of how much you spend and where you spend it is key to your personal finance journey. Yeah, Shauna, my goal for today's conversation is I hope every single listener sits down and creates their budget. So I want to go a little bit deeper here with you because I remember the first time I sat down to create a budget. It was when I think I was 19. I had an internship, so I had some money coming in. I was in college. It wasn't much money whatsoever. But even then, college kids, we have a tendency. For me, it was buying video games. I don't drink, so that's never been an expense in my budget. But whatever it may be, for me, it's always typically been hobbies. But Shauna, where do we even go about? Because I remember as a teenager, I was just like, well, do I guess how much I'm going to spend in these categories? Do I mandate how much I can spend? How do we actually put dollar amounts to categories? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um, 
it's really building that awareness. So, you know, you can make a guess, of course, and, and track and see how you're doing to that, but it's going to take the time and the investment of time to really understand what your spending patterns are. So those online tools that you can connect to your accounts, you know, and categorize for you can give you an idea of what is your average over the last six months? What does that look like? Do I want to make, you know, do I want to be more careful and maybe not eat out as much? Do I need to spend some less, you know, a little bit less on clothes? so that I'm, um, you know, not racking up my credit card bill? Do I have enough set aside to start to bring down that debt? And so looking at that entire aspect, I think is critical to that budget. Yeah. And I can imagine from your perspective, being a money coach, helping people with personal finances, part of what you see is having a budget is one thing. (laughs) Adhering to the budget is a whole nother thing. So Shauna, with that in mind, when you're talking to prospective clients and obviously what you do provides so much value to them, but these are also people that maybe aren't the best when it comes to personal finances. So there's a little bit of a a dichotomy there. How do you navigate those waters with them to show them essentially in business terms, we always talk about the ROI. What is the ROI that you bring to people as a money coach, especially when they may not be that good with it to start with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, the the primary outcomes that I have as a money coach and, you know, also as a career coach is really the confidence the outcomes that your individual goals, and then the, um, you know, follow up to ensure that you're meeting those goals. So in my money coaching sessions, I generally do three sessions spread over a number of months to ensure one, we understand, you know, what your individual goals are. Some people are well ahead in budgeting and really just looking for that saving, how to buy a house, how to take that next step. Some were focused primarily on debt and debt, you know, reduction and debt debt, um, addressing, you know, plans for debt so that they can meet those next goals. And so I like to work over three sessions to ensure that not only is that confidence built, but that um, they have the plan and are able to take the plan forward on their own. Yeah, I love that overview, especially because how many of us have heard of a money coach? We know that we talk about these types of money topics, but a lot of people don't know what it looks like. So to hear your approach over months, I absolutely love that. And it gives you time not only to lay the foundation, but also to see how it gets executed in the real world, whether we are adhering to it or not. Sean, I want to switch gears just a little bit because on your website, seedlingcoach.com, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode, but your main headline, I love it. Where are you growing next? And underneath that is where you start talking about career as well as money. With that in mind, talk to us about the career coaching side of the world. Because like I said, so many listeners are still in their careers and they'd want to grow that. Whether it's growing with the aim of making more money, growing with regards to skills that's going to serve them in their entrepreneurial journey. How do you even start tackling that? And obviously it's a very unique and personalized approach, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on growing when it comes to your career. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just like money coaching, career coaching is such a passion for me. Um, I was able to do it informally throughout my career, leading you know large teams and a number of um, strong leaders in the executive team. And for me, it is still very much personalized. Um, and it comes down to really um, having the confidence in what your next step are is for your career. Uh, I had one person who came to me as a uh, client and thought that their next step was moving up and they had taken an ambitious role and they thought that they wanted to move up in the company. And as we worked together over a number of months, we realized actually they loved being an individual contributor. They loved being the expert. They weren't 
while they love to, um, you know, quote unquote, manage people, really what they wanted to do was mentor people and be seen as the expert in the team versus move up into the executive suite with the, you know, politics and complications that come with that role. And so we were able to put the path together over time of here is your next step and let's talk about your life passion. And let's talk about where you want to go um, for the, you know, from career to life and how financially can we get you there? So it's really amazing that intersection over time. Um, some people are very much focused just on career and happy on, on that aspect of coaching, but it's amazing how those all come together. Yeah, Shauna, I would imagine that one thing that you come across is it's, it's just kind of the human dilemma, which is how do we even start knowing where we want to go when we've never sat down and thought about it? We've never set the destination on the map. So we're just kind of taking random turns here and there. What is that process? This is fun for me now because you're right. We're transcending both money and career. How do we even start that process of asking ourselves that big question of what do I even want? And then navigating, finding the answer. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting. And I love talking about this topic because, you know, I mentioned early de earlier default path and it's, it's amazing that, you know, I think throughout our lives, we were, you know, go to college, take your nine to five career, keep moving up the corporate ladder. And honestly, I think it's being um, supported and encouraged to ask the question that matters the most right? To bring that awareness to say, you don't have to just keep moving up if that's not your passion. Um, you don't have to stay in this industry. If you like what you do, but you're really curious about another industry, let's figure out how to get you to that industry. You know, maybe there's some self-learning, maybe there's some networking and connections, uh, but really focusing on, you know, being given almost permission, right? To say, it's okay not to follow just the, you know, climb the corporate ladder. And for those who are, right, who those who are interested in moving up, being able to be a fantastic manager is also one of my passions. Not a lot of companies give manager training and people training, maybe some, um, but being able to grow other leaders is so critical as a new manager. Yeah, Shauna, the more we're talking about this stuff out loud, the more I'm thinking about kind of the average listener and what they're going to be feeling the pressure to dive deeper into. We're talking about career stuff, money stuff. And I guess part of where my head goes is to KPIs. It's something that when I think about the overwhelming nature of the work that's to be done, I always just bring it back to, okay, how can we have some measuring sticks in here? And obviously within the scope of your work, I mean, there's things in the career, your salary, if that's what you're optimizing for within the scope of money, there's things like credit score that we can optimize for. What are some of these KPIs or the measuring sticks that we should be looking at in both of these paths? Yeah, absolutely. I think in the career path, measuring sticks are both, you know, understanding where your goals are and what the plan is to get there. So measuring sticks could be, am I looking to get promoted in the next two years? Am I looking to leave this company in the next year because I'm not being recognized and my pay isn't aligning? Do I want to change careers entirely? And how do I do that? Do I wanna become an entrepreneur? And what does that look like? And what are the, the steps? Um, so a lot of that is setting the goal and looking at what is a reasonable timeline and the actions that I need to take to get there. Uh, on the money coaching, you know, as I mentioned, it's really, uh, you know, set up as a three, um, three meaning process to really bring the confidence and tools. And of course, I'm always available for additional coaching after that. Uh, but really, the outcomes on that are understanding and knowing your budget and how to track it, creating your savings and um, debt pay down plan, and being able to have that extra money to then take forward to invest.
Yeah, Sean, I'll tell you what, time is flying by in this episode. I cannot believe that we've only talked about these things and we're already almost half an hour into this, but I do still want to squeeze one or two things out of you. And the first of which is, it sounds like you and I are for sure geeky and nerdy in a, in a few ways when it comes to this stuff. I geek out big time on tools. You already mentioned Mint. It's one of my favorite tools in the world. With regards to credit score, for example, ever since I was 18, when I got my first credit card, which was, I think I had like a $300 credit line, but for me, the big thing was I loved gamifying my credit score. I wanted to see those numbers go up. So Credit Karma is obviously a free way of doing that. What are some of your favorite tools? Also thinking for me, Profit First, for example, Relay is a great business bank that allows you to do the Profit First approach. But I want to hear your tools, some of your favorite things that you can geek out on and can put these things into practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my favorite tools, obviously, Mint is number one. I think I've been using Mint since it was released and called something different. Um, And I just absolutely love Mint and how it works. Um, My second favorite tool is Wealthfront. Um, It is a a robo-investing, robo-advisor firm. Um, But you you know, they have minimum investments, but what I love about it is their planning tools. So they've got some fantastic goal setting for, you know, saving up for college, for retirement that allows you to just kind of go in and peek and see, am I on track to where I want to be? And that's really great for those who, you know, maybe don't have enough assets under management yet to hire a financial advisor um, and have that, that extra cost. So it's one of my favorite tools that, you know, small investment, um, hook up all of your accounts and see how the money is going to grow over time. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, it's at the very essence of your brand, Shauna, which I love so much, the Seedling Coach. It's all about planting those seeds and watching them grow. Shauna, we have talked about so many things here today. I always love ending these episodes on an actionable note, and I always love giving my guests the hard part of it, although I think it's going to be pretty easy for you because it sounds like you've got such clear steps and frameworks for your clients to follow. So obviously, my question is, what is that action? Having heard us talk about all these money concepts, all the career concepts. What's the action that you hope every listener goes forward with and does to set them on the path to this growth across all of these fronts that they're interested in? Absolutely. And in the spirit of entrepreneur to entrepreneur, it is find your community. This is a fantastic community. One of the reasons why I wanted to come on um, and was excited to come on this podcast, but find your community, whether it's a coach that you're hiring, whether it's a Facebook group where you can get support, whether it's a mentor that you used to work with, find your person and your community for that support and encouragement um, in your career and as becoming an entrepreneur. It means everything to have that community and that support to build your confidence. Yes, I so appreciate that that's where you took that answer, Shauna. And I just want to call out, I've always loved that concept of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And Shauna, speaking of community, it's something that I love about the entrepreneur to entrepreneur community is that when we get to hang out with awesome entrepreneurs like you who care so much about personal finance and career growth, it rubs off on us. It makes us want to be more like you. You've gotten me all jazzed up, which is not hard, but all jazzed up again 
again about personal finance. And I hope that for every single listener here today, it inspires them to take this stuff more seriously, be more intentional and strategic. It's so much of your approach that I heard here today. So I love that advice. Shauna, on that note, I love how much we've teased about your business today, but I know that listeners are going to want to check out everything you're doing over at Seedling Coach and all the great stuff that you believe when it comes to personal finance career. You've got so many awesome resources and notes on your website. So the stage is yours. Drop those links for listeners and tell them where to go from here. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at seedlingcoach.com or you're also welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm always available for a quick uh, free consult or discovery call or you can message through LinkedIn and I'm happy to chat with you. Yes, listeners, you know the drill. You see how generous Shauna is here. Check out her business website at seedlingcoach.com and definitely connect with her on LinkedIn. So few people are daring enough, are brave enough, courageous enough to take action when hearing these amazing guests on podcasts such as ours. So be one of the few that reaches out proactively. You've seen how generous Shauna is. And speaking of rubbing off, you'll want to get her wisdom and insights and her experience. She's seen it. She's done it. She's help people with it. So if this is something that applies to you, don't be shy. Scroll down wherever it is that you're tuning in. Check out those links. We're also linking to Shauna's personal LinkedIn so you can connect with her there. Otherwise, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this with us here today on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks so much for having me today. Hey, it's Brian here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you, and it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you, awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just want to invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to thewantrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you as always every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.